Alrighty, welcome back to the podcast. This is the Friend Zone, Season 1, Episode 5. I'm here with one of my good buddies, Evan Howell. What's up, Evan? How you doing today? What's up? It's me, Bubby. It's Bubby. Welcome to the podcast. How's it feel to be on the podcast? It feels great. Um, this is your host, Evan Howell, and we've got guest Thomas Maines. Give it up for <laughs> Thomas. Ooh, yeah. Um. So, we've known each other for a while. Many years. Um, how long has it been? I think in third grade, so I was probably... I think in, like, third grade. Like, 15 years minimum. Probably longer, though. Um, you know what story I'm gonna ask you to tell first, right? Dude, right off the bat. <laughs> right off the bat. <laughs> give me a fucking curveball. I thought I'd be getting a softball <laughs> lob for the first question. Alright, folks, let's just, uh, get her out of the way. I'm the reason Lenexa Pools made not, they don't have high dives now. Your boy just took a belly flop onto the concrete slab, ate bricks, and I uh, left to tell the tale. <laughs> I got thrown over Anton Caruso's mother's shoulder like a bag of potatoes. Carried Will you tell the whole story from the beginning? <sighs> all right, all right, you ready? Climbing up, climbing up the, climbing up the diving board. And I'm looking out over the pool. Just gonna do some sick shit off the diving board, you know me. Always hitting them with the sick shit. And uh, the high dive has like two bars on it. One middle bar by your hip area and then one about shoulder high. Or at least shoulder high at that age. For like a third grader. Yeah, for like a third grader. And I slipped between the diving board and the middle bar and just kinda fell. I tried to grab the board, missed that shit, went flying, spinning, doing some tricks in the air on my way down to the ground. And face planted, I broke my <laughs> my teeth, my teeth, my gum like was... Tell them about when you sat up. <laughs> oh yeah, that was hot. I sat up and just kind of looked around. I'm sitting in blood and there's teeth everywhere and crap. And then I look up and this dude Quinn, I don't know why that guy would be listening, but I hope you aren't having, like, traumatic dreams about that day, because this dude, Quinn, a lifeguard, was just standing over me, completely clueless as to what to do. You know, Quinn, he was probably high. This dude probably just went behind the pool, smoked a bowl, came in and saw me, you know, just eat shit from 15, how high is a high dive? Three meters? Three meters, whatever that is. Saw me eat shit from that high, just stood over me like, I don't know what to do. So... A good buddy, Anton, his mom just came and took me to Izzy's car, which is another friend, and Izzy's mom drove me to the hospital, and she still probably has blood in the back of her van because of that, so, so shout, that, out, shout out to Izzy's mom. That next summer, I met Evan at the pool, yep. and I uh, was more or less introduced to him as he was the kid that fell off the high dive. That's uh, <laughs> always yeah. a good... How many Not people know me? Story. Actually, just the other day, I went to Black Dog Coffee. I haven't told you this. And I ran into Izzy. Mm-hmm. This was a Friday morning. I ran into Izzy Walker. This is the girl whose mom took me to the hospital. And her mom was with her. And they were with, I think, her uncle, Izzy's mom's brothers. And uh, I walk up, and I'm like, hey, guys. And Izzy just immediately goes, oh, guys, this is the guy who fell off the high dive. As if she had, like, been talking about this <laughs> to guess. her uncles. Like, it, so this thing still comes to hunt, hunt me down. Uh, what are we looking at? Fourteen years. It's been fourteen years. When was that? Two thousand. I was probably seven, eight. right? 
2007, yeah, June 8th, man. June 8th. I mean, by the end of the summer, I was ripping off that boot and doing backflips off the diving board like it never happened, but... <laughs> Yeah, me and Tom pretty much met. I think I feel like water baseball was the one. Had to like, have been water it. baseball, really. We played that shit every day. Every day at the pool, man. We went to the pool twelve to eight. The pool is like, man, it's gonna be cool to think about this when we're older. You know, we both oh, yeah. live probably four minutes away from the pool walking. Maybe well, you probably live like it's like seven minutes. You probably live like seven to ten. I'm like four, so we'd be there twelve day every day. Probably go home for dinner around you know whenever dinner is six come back and then we'd play man on rock at the park behind the pool after we'd play basketball after always doing something riding bikes or going to quick trip mm-hmm. the quick trip we yeah, yeah we were always doing something um <coughs> evan i mean i rem- remember sitting on my driveway like late night talking to after those days we had some intense conversations when we were younger we, then, yeah we've too. always we've always kind of touched on those like the spiritual realm, I feel like, because I, rem- I always remember, like, laying on my back talking about, like, God and shit in church, looking at the stars, like, after a long night of basketball, after a long day at the pool. Yeah. Um, I gotta flip switches a little bit. Can I ask you another question? Yeah. Um, what makes you happy? Jeez, oh, you're just not serving me softballs, man. That's tough. <laughs> like, you gotta give me something to hit here. All right. No, uh, no, no. What are your hobbies? No, no. no, that's lame though. What, what, it, what makes me happy? Yeah, what makes you happy? I and mean, I like that question. Like today, we played frisbee for probably two hours, and I haven't done that in two months because I just came off a sprained ankle. So I've been nursing that back. And today was the first day I felt hundred percent. I'm willing to say and. That made me so happy. Just, like, I don't think I can ever take sports for granted again. I love being able to compete. That's kind of a, not superficial, but it's just a light thing that I really enjoy. Um, I really enjoy talking to strangers who are either having a bad day or, I mean, just in general. I love being with people and, like, like new people I've never met and will probably never talk to again. I feel like I have my... I have a gift to be able to, like, let them go feeling better than they did before I talked to them. And that's that's my favorite thing, at least having the opportunity to do that. I never know if I actually do, you know, because it's not like I talk to them again. But I always appreciate that opportunity. What makes you happy, Tom? Um, I like – I also like competing. You know me. I mean, I've yeah. always been a competitive person. Mm-hmm. Um, I love being around good company no matter – you know, family, yeah. friends, I mean, strangers. I mean, there's people that I just love talking to, and there's people that I love spending my time with, people that make me better, a better person. Um, you have a lot of people around you mm-hmm. who make you a better person. I do. Countless. I'm very, very Very lucky man. Um, I love my friends. I mean, that's the, that's the whole point of this podcast is mm-hmm. for me to be able to celebrate my love with them. And not like, yeah, it's gonna be gnarly to look yeah. back and just. I mean, I'm gonna have all these conversations with people in years down the road that I'm gonna go back and listen to, and whenever I think of them, it's like, what if I forget something? Like maybe I'll have it in this podcast, or maybe yeah. I'll uh, have the answer to the question that I forgot. That's a cool thing. It's like there's no, you know, if you do this podcast with 50 people, you're not gonna be talking to these people. Well, some of these people assuredly, and like. 
30 years that's just not how life works you don't keep up right. with 100 people for your whole life you know it phases and so I think it'll be incredible for not just your closest friends to go back and say man we've been through it we've been doing this a long time like mm-hmm. being there for each other and just be having that relationship together but also the people who trail off and you don't see them for 10-15 years maybe not even say a word but you're going to go back and listen and be like man like I really appreciated that moment you know that little blip because everyone has a different piece of reality for you to see like so many of them are going to go and leave you you won't get to see those viewpoints on the world again yeah absolutely um but i think some other things that make me happy are i mean i love the chiefs i love i love playing recreational like the boys in red the boys in red getting it done on a sunday um i like working out Mm -hmm. i love working out just lighting Um, off energy mm -hmm. being active and i'm always trying to do something you know, I don't like sitting around being by myself. I've mm-hmm. never been much of like a video game player or anything like that. So those are just some of the things that I love. Yeah. Quick. Um, so you really like meditating. Would you like to, like, I guess, how have you been on that recently? Have you been, have you been keeping up with it? No. No. You haven't been no. doing it much? No, not really. I did it, uh, I mean, I meditated yesterday, but I think... There was a period of time, probably like a year, probably like two years ago. I feel like I meditated uh, maybe not most days, but probably uh, like five-sixths of the days out of the year. Week? I mean, I guess. I I just meant like, yeah, yeah, sure. We can go with the week, too. It's a slightly different ratio, but I'm, I'm cool with that. About five out of seven days a week, I was meditating for probably a year. And that was crazy, and I keep thinking I need to get back to it truthfully but that has kind of that period of time where I really found uh like I centered myself in a place that I could always go to like if I sat down within a matter of 10 minutes I could find that place that was really calm and quiet maybe not always calm and quiet but it kind of felt like home and so now it's like although I may not be meditating as often I feel like whatever's going on I can always like zero in on that and kind of just come back to like a little center home in my heart and just be like just be calm with the storm or whatever like whatever's going on around me i can mm-hmm. kind of sit tight and be patient and just know that like it's bigger shit going on i'm just a little old me I, I don't. so you really um like doing it and you've been doing it for a while um what are some benefits that you'd say you've gotten from it mm. it's tough to say i think i've become I've always been, I, I would love to believe at least, I think I've always been like a compassionate person and I empathetic, agree. but meditation has just like, it's given me this kind of love for people that I don't always like outwardly, I'm, I don't always outwardly convey, you know, because I'm still a human, I still like struggle with uh, just getting caught up, you know, and like being salty, like if I'm super busy at work and I get frustrated, maybe for a few moments I kind of lose my hold, but I think the benefits are really just like, I'm much more patient and empathetic with people because I kind of recognize not everyone has the ability to see how powerful like meditation is, um, and not everyone has the ability to see their wrongdoings. I always talk about like, the worst people in the world you know like racist people or 
uh, I don't know, a guard. I, uh, we won't do that. But, like, just Dude. racist people. I think it's, like, I don't hold them account. I, I know it sounds, it's kind of tough to say, man, I'm, you know. But, like, I don't necessarily hold them accountable. Like, while we should definitely punish people for crimes and such, like, I, if I was looking at them on their deathbed, like, I think I would still offer them love now because I recognize, like, it's not really their fault that they don't, that they don't see what they're doing is wrong. It's their parents. And then you could be like, well, they're an adult. <coughs> like, they're an adult. They should be... Well, I mean, it's not even their parents' fault. I mean, I've, I've mentioned this to you, but it's like, you know, how you're, how you're raised, your background, your culture, like, where, where you come up from. All like, that's so... You. It's so determined. Everybody's different. And if I can't understand that somebody else grew up differently than me, mm-hmm. then... Like, yeah. if I can't love to learn that about them and, like... Or, like, not even love that about them, but, like accept and understand that that that's the the way that they are like i mean yeah at the end of the day i think everybody everybody deserves love you know yeah but if you can't understand those things about somebody then like i mean that's why the world's in pieces man mm-hmm. i mean when we took sociology together is our professor always said it's our differences that bring us together not our similarities yeah and the world just doesn't understand that that's why that, I mean, just that. Just, the world just doesn't understand that. That's why it's in shambles. I just think it's, like, hard to... Everything is so interconnected, and we're all... Like, I am so many things about this world. So many things about this world make me who I am. My friends, just like we said. My friends, my parents, what I eat. Everything I do makes me who I am. So for... Like, if I was making bad decisions, like, the worst decisions, it's so hard to just be like, well, I'm expecting you to be able to fix all these wrongdoings about yourself with just your mind like change your whole mindset and everything you know about the world and become a good person like i can't ask that of people it takes lessons and hard lessons learned to get somebody to like craft their mind to be loving you know Mm -hmm. and it's a privilege like i think me and you are both raised and taught what it means to be loving and that's such a privilege like it really is yeah it's not it's it's like literally luck that this life i'm born into i'm a person that can think that way about racist people and the worst people like obviously i don't fuck with being racist and all but like i don't know like i just i mean i know you don't like you definitely aren't ever going out of your way to like go hang out with racist people. No, and, like no, 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 no. And, and even you're kind of the kind of guy that's like, if you're not really like getting like great vibes from like the person, or like you're just like not on the same wavelength as them, mm-hmm. like you don't really like. You're gonna like get your way out of there. So yeah, slowly. I mean, while I'm there, like yeah, you'll be fine. But like it's while I'm there, I do like I actually kind of I haven't even really talked to you about this, but I went to St. Louis just recently, and one of the people that went with me, um, like I'd hung out with her once, and all I heard was like her being very hateful and just cursing like a certain person she worked with, just like for petty shit, just like the way she ate and shit but she was like really being hateful just i hate like i'm not gonna get into it but so i was like a little nervous about going on a trip with her but on the way i just decided like you know like maybe and we also stopped at her house before we left to st louis and i got to see her family and like they didn't say a word to us they were very cold shouldered and i was like playing around with the dogs and the dog barked like literally three times and the mom got she wasn't she was kind of upset like you could see her make a face to the dad like i can't wait for these people to leave that was the vibe it felt and 
I kind of just felt in that moment like why this girl is the way she is you know just and off like, your first impression of her. Yeah, yeah just like intuitively it felt like like it's not even her fault and I ended up having a great time with this girl she was super kind and like I mean I feel like she has a like she can benefit so much from me instead of like turning my shoulder and saying I can't hang out with that like maybe I can't all the time you know but when I do I have a huge chance to introduce like a loving perspective you know Mm -hmm. and like I really enjoyed that she actually rode back with us from St. Louis just me Jada and her and it was a great like opportunity to just hang out and like we didn't even talk that much but it was just a blessing to be like able to just be loving with her in the car you know just like just share who I was with her Mm -hmm. I felt really lucky to be able to do that so hopefully I'm not gonna like go out of my way to hang out but I hope I do again hang out with her and like can rub off on her more yeah yeah absolutely um how do you think uh back on meditating meditating a little bit um I mean you kind of might have answered this with like when I asked you how it benefited you Mm -hmm. but like how has it um helped enlighten you yeah i kind of think enlightenment is like i mean i don't know that's such a misleading word almost because it's like define it for you uh i guess i don't know it's kind of trying to define the undefinable it's like once if you're enlightened and i don't even know if it's possible but i I mean i guess it is i think jesus was enlightened that's all that was but like kind of think enlightened is just not being hindered by concepts and i mean even space and time is a concept because it kind of implies that you're not a part of your environment and so now you've conceptualized the fact that you are apart from your environment that you are separate from a place that's 10 feet in front of you, for example. So I think if you're enlightened, then you're kind of not, like, sitting in that. You're just completely present. Yeah, you're literally fucking stabbing in the dark trying to describe that. It's, like, it's not... It's a concept that lies behind concept, so it's kind of hard to get to. You can't really, like... You can dance around it. You can't give it, like, a true, full definition, because it's just so... Yeah, I, I don't know, abs- abstract almost. It's like, uh, it's kind of like you can name everything it's not, but you can't really name it. Okay. Because as you name things, you're you're naming things, just that, whereas enlightenment is just, it's not even being or presence because it's like beyond the conceptualization of those ideas. I don't know, it literally bro- breaking my definition maker here. She's fried, so... Um, so how do you think, uh... How do you think meditation has, quote-unquote, enlightened... Helped enlighten you? Uh, I don't know, man. I'm not enlightened at all. But I think it just... I mean... Just gives me... The, like like I said, I can always step back and be reminded of the bigger picture, kind of. And I also... It's like... It's made my inner world quieter, I think. Like... I'm generally, I think, being an introvert, I really enjoy hanging out with myself. And, like, for the larger portion of my life up until this point, I think I've let, like, my mind, I've hung out with my mind a lot, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't know if I used to have 
such a great, maybe not a great relationship, but I don't think I had like a super A plus relationship with my mind. I think I got mad at some of the things that would bring into my like awareness sometimes, like my mind would just kind of, like I would be upset with myself or my position in life or maybe things should be this way and they're not. And like, I wouldn't, I would be upset that like if I was, if I was feeling really sad or something or depressed, I would also be upset that I was sad. So it's like a double whammy. Right. Instead of just accepting that I'm sad, now I'm upset that I'm sad rather than happy, rather than just being like, I'm not thinking these thoughts. I would prefer to be happy. It's kind of my mind doing its own thing. It's my mind being sad, not me. Mm-hmm. Like, not my soul, not my presence. Who I am is watching my mind be sad. And so now, like, if I'm upset or if I'm dealing with something or, like, I'm angry at someone, it's like, well, that's not really me that's angry. So I, I don't even have, like, my presence doesn't have the capability. It's just this little voice in my head that's angry. That's it. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of just become, like, I wish it could become secondary, but often it is, like, a primary thing. You know, we're stuck in our minds quite a bit. Sometimes we don't even notice, but meditation is really good for that. It kind of, like, you're able to separate yourself from your mind because a lot of what meditation is is breathing through your nose or something. For instance, you breathe through your nose, and you watch a certain thought in your head, maybe a picture of a flower. Every time your mind goes away, you bring it back to that flower or a candle. It's like it's kind of the same thing you just bring your mind back to being present rather than listening to your mind be sad or depressed you know mm-hmm. so now i can do that getting kinda. out of i mean it's in the you know it's it's tough to say this because like <clears throat> it is as easy as this, but there's there's steps and it's a process mm-hmm. of never i mean how you how do you want to like if you're upset or angry just be happy and like some people can't understand that like their brain is literally like more than capable of changing that especially if you have like a strong mindset and you know that you can be happy right after being upset it does take training though because if you think about it a sad thought is like it's essentially like a muscle every step you take through time every step you take you use certain muscles in your foot and every step forward through time you take your mind fires neurons that goes through certain transmitters that have probably been fired over and over. Like if you're sad for three years, Mm -hmm. you're likely to be sad a fourth because your brain is already set up for those certain circuits. Like, and you follow these same circuits of sadness. It's kind of like, I've explained to you the, the sledding analogy. It's like if a hundred people go sledding down a mountain, maybe a thousand people go sledding down a mountain, there's going to be certain sled tracks that the sled tends to follow because the snow is flattened. Mm-hmm. And then say there's a fresh snow, your sled can go anywhere freely rather than falling into a certain sled track. And I think if you use certain mind patterns, if you use certain thoughts like, I am a sad person a lot, you're bound to use that same thought process again. So, I mean... I mean, I mean we're we, creatures of routine and habit. Yeah, so. and our brain just creates around that so if you undergo a serious trauma like god forbid you lose a parent really young like that is such an impactful that can completely wipe clean your brain and kind of change it to a more like (coughs) it can wipe clean the slate of your brain and like now you can be dealing with maybe ptsd a lot because it ingrains a really deep uh deep path 
that your thoughts will follow because that's heavy, you know, something so heavy, but something so positive as well. If you have an incredibly positive experience and you had a lot of incredibly positive experiences with people, your friends. So naturally, that's where you find happiness. Your mind tells you like super easy for me to be happy if I follow this path, Mm -hmm. you know. It's the same way if I sit and if I'm sad all the time and I sit in my room like that's a great way for me to be comfortable with who I am continue being sad super hard to be someone you're not you know um gotta commit to it do you have any advice for anybody that might be like a sad person um or like a depressed person or that just deals with like maybe having like these certain paths of their that their neurotransmitters are more likely to fire these thoughts of from their consciousness too yeah it's kind of hard because it's really personalized it's like well what do you i think if you know what someone's dealing with it's easier but um that's super tough there's so many freaking avenues to go to get feeling better part of it for me was the fact that like uh i mean i can't really estimate how long i was a relatively sad person just to be honest um but when you kind of realize like you're sad if you've been sad for a long time, often you don't want to change. And it's hard to admit that, but it's like, it's literally who you are. Why would I want to change my whole identity? You know, like for instance, this is kind of off topic, not quite advice, but we'll get Then why do people go and put on facades? Like put on a mask? Pretend to be happy? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's kind of deep. It's like, uh, you're trying to just be the ideal person and so like that that was part of my advice is like rather than being upset at your sadness just like let it go because even the saddest of people if they live their lives long enough they'll experience happiness at some point just kind of wait till the next round of happiness comes by and just hang on for a bit I mean there's so many things you can do but that's just like a little bit of a mind thing you can do is just like why am I so upset with being sad if this is who I am then if this is who I'm like accepting I am just be happy with it and if it's not who I'm accepting I am then let me change it and let me like rather than just going and getting on like Lexapro antidepressant pills maybe that works but I mean why would you not why I I just I mean I'll argue I would recommend that, like, you attack changing your brain yourself through meditation I mean I'll argue that like again you never know what, like, people are, like, really dealing with and, like, how their brains really work because, uh-huh. like, you're not them. But, <clears throat> I mean, I'd argue that, like, with the power of your brain, you don't need you don't need medication. Like, you can you can do it yourself. But that being said, mm-hmm. like, I know a lot of people, and they're like, oh, I love it. Like, I, I, yeah, I like doubt. taking it. It helps me. I feel good. Like, and, you know, more power to them. I'm well, not going to take that away from them. I know it definitely helps people. That's the thing is it's like you still are depending on something, you know, and I think that's tricky. It's like even with weed, I love weed and all, but, you know, you can get dependent on it. And that's it's a tough cookie to lay on some some people. But, I mean, if you're doing it at the end of every day because you had a long work day, like, I don't know. That's a that's a thin line to walk. It's like I would if I lived on my own, I'd probably be smoking every night. I don't know. But. I do think there's still dependency in weed. But I guess your que- your original question was like what would I say to someone who's sad? And I would just I would just ask yourself like is this who I am and is this who I want to be? And 
if your answer's no to either of those, maybe, I mean, I'm not saying don't go to a therapist. I honestly think that's a good idea. It's just like therapy can be tough because not all, it's not like you're going to get, you're necessarily going to get someone you vibe with, but you should just, I hope you can find the courage to create a therapist through yourself. Like let yourself be a therapist and just like know that there's a side of you that is wanting to be happy confident and like you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and just go to that person when you're down and also like envision an elder you like a you that's been through it successfully and came out the other side and feel who that person is feel what they feel like put them in your heart and if you need to don't even put them in your heart just like take shelter under that person this person who you like your future self who is strong has been through it, has come out the other side exactly who they want to be. Like, create an ideal version of yourself. And, like, go to them on your knees and just ask them, you know, like, let me be, let me fall into your shoes, you know. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've practiced that one a bit. That one's very helpful. <clears throat> um, do you, you made that almost sound kind of like praying. Mm-hmm. Um, so I felt like, that when I said it. What do you, um, what's, uh, like, your stance on on God? Like, do you, are you you believer, like, oh, the Christian dude, God? or what's like the I universe, mean, man? It's softball after softball. What do you think of God? Yeah. Oh, I don't really know. It's like, I don't think God's a man sitting in a chair or even a woman. I just think God is, like, God is kind of like a, I, almost more of a thing but it it too is be it's like the same answer to what is enlightenment to you. I mean, it's a you can't. It's we like can, name we could never we could never comprehend whatever created this universe. Like, like I don't think the human mind is is capable of that at this point in time of comprehending like something so great and powerful. Yeah, I also think it's like I don't even think it's the human mind. I just think if there's mind at all. Do you think it's more of like you can't um, comprehend it? You don't really think of it like a Christian God or anything like that, and, like, not really anything all-loving? I mean, like, I feel like you might say it's, like, all-loving and all-hate, because it's everything. Yeah, pretty much, except that's the thing, is, like, when you're in God's shoes, you don't know the difference, because hate shows, like, if there was no hate in the world, we wouldn't really be able to express love, because that's all there would be, so it's not like, I'm expressing love, it's just, like, I am, I am, period. You're not really expressing anything if there's no polar opposites. Like, hatred is kind of a required thing, unfortunately, and so is sorrow. And, like, it's kind of like what would sound be without silence? There would be no sound, you know? Mm -hmm. Because there's no silence to differentiate. Right. That's exactly what I think hate is for. That's why I don't really... I don't, that's another thing that I feel, like, grateful to at least feel like is true to me is, like, maybe I'm upset with people when they do something hateful, but, like, there's a deeper part of me if I visit it later that recognizes that's necessary in the world, too, because I look at that and I say, how can I get further away from that and how can I be more light, like, more loving, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, further away from hate and maybe bring people in the hate side to the... But as far as the direction of the, I don't know, God, man. What is God? Um, I mean, I think it's, I think there's something out there that created us. I don't really know 
what it is. I mean, could be any. I can't not trail off. It, yeah, that's that's fine. That's good. You ask me a question, I have. <clears throat> that's like, completely cool. So you're asking me shit like, what is the universe or some shit? Like, what is God to you? Well, it's okay. Like, how am I supposed I'll to? Ch- I'm gonna, I'll change it up a little bit. I want to ask you these things because you're really smart. You're like one of the smartest people I've met. It's debatable. And I want to hear your opinions on these things. Because it's like some of the deeper things in life and like some of the questions that like I have. I want to know what you think about it because like I might. I like what you think about things because you're super loving and understanding and one of the qualities that like I really really appreciate about you and like really love about you mm-hmm. is how your ability to be grateful for everything I think that's mm-hmm. special to me yeah it's really cool I appreciate um, it and I I have kind of a question on that so you'll be how I guess did you like get to that point of like understanding cause like you I feel like you don't just go through emotions through the day like you're very like in tune and very in the moment and like you're I mean I've been hanging out with you for a while and stuff and like you'll you'll say something and it'll just be like so happy and it'll just be like the littlest thing and you'll be like oh I love those and you're just like these things are sweet and you just like really really appreciate it and Mm -hmm. you're just very grateful for it um so I guess like was there ever like you know what was the journey to like get to that kind of like I think you do that to me, Dylan. That's tough, man. It's, like, really deep. It's, like, the most shit you've really hit me with. Mm. I take a breather, dude. You want a beer? Yeah. And that shit's tough, dude. I feel like so much has made, like... Where are they? Uh, on one. Do you want you? Do you yeah, want I'll take one. Thank you. That's tough. I gotta prep myself to give this answer because I immediately feel like my chest get like not heavy but a little tight because it's kind of like I just feel blessed to even like be able to answer that. Well, that's kind of exactly what I'm talking about. Like, oh yeah. All right. Back after a brief intermission. Um, I think some of the things that make me really grateful. I haven't started. We haven't? Yeah, we have. We're going live. Oh, we're live. We're live. Back after a brief intermission. (laughs) Back after a brief intermission. We're still live. Um, I think I'm able to be grateful because I've really, like, I feel like I've experienced a few things that, like, life kind of teetered on the edges for people who I really cared about. Like, um, I've lost lives I really value in my, like, grandparents who I looked up to a lot, and... I think, like, um, I mean, suicide in my life has really, like, I think before I experienced, like, suicide that affected me, I, I always, like, teased, like, that idea always, like, would flow through my head, and it's, like, when I experienced it directly, and its effect on a family, it's just, like, how how could I ever consider that? It just kind of gave me, like, a new outlook on life. And, I mean, that's it. It's, like, the hardest things I've ever been through. Like, 
you know, my mom even had a point when I was in sixth grade where she, like, teetered on the edge for a moment, and I didn't know if I was going to have her for the rest of my life, and I feel like those things, when I went through them, I didn't realize what they would do for me, um, like, for the one I lost to suicide, it's just, like, I feel like rather than sitting and feeling, like, sorrow, it wasn't in my exact family, like, my direct family, so I feel like I'm in a privileged position to be able to say, rather than I take the burden of sorrow and guilt, I will live out the life that they didn't and feel grateful for everything in a way that their brain didn't let them. I mean, I like I still, you know, it's not like I'm a superstar at being grateful. Sometimes, like, I think saying it out loud, you know, saying I'm blessed and grateful, that really helps me. It reinforces, like, my mind to feel that way, and I really do. But I think just seeing that, it's like those hardships, now I can appreciate the little things because I took a lot for granted, and I still do, no doubt. We all do. It's, like, impossible not to take like I have running water you know it's like Mm -hmm. that's never been a question for me and I take that for granted but you know just like family and loved ones it's like I don't really take life for granted and I don't take the opportunity to turn someone's outlook on the world for granted because like I could potentially save a life and I don't know it's kind of not a direct answer but I, I just the hardest things I've been through in life like completely changed who I am for the better and part of it because I allowed them to you totally don't have to allow the hardest things in life to like let you get I mean a lot of people don't no you can play the victim game and that's totally fine I don't blame anyone out there doing that like I know I would never blame someone for playing the victim game it feels good like fuck it like if for those people doing that it's really hard to get out of and if you quit that game like ultra courageous badge you're super strong and crazy for that you've changed who you are and good for you but uh i mean yeah i'm i i literally think about like i mean that's super tough to think that i'm grateful for everything i thought i wouldn't be like the worst things in my life i didn't let them define me in a like a sorry way i kind of was like Nah, like, I went through that, and now I have this place in me where I can come from and be very empathetic um, for those who are going through certain things, you know? I mean, that's one of my other favorite qualities about you is how empathetic and understanding you are. Mm -hmm. I think that's, I mean, I love learning that from you. Like, I've became a better person because you, like, I mean, directly and have indirectly shown me that. Mm I mean, it's nice when we always have conversations like these, too. Because, like, we get into, like, a lot of deep deep shit. And, like, I always felt like if either of us ever had a problem, like, we would always come to each other with it. And, like, we'd talk it out because we were just really good at talking it out with each other. Yeah. So. And it's not even, like, when we talk. I feel like we don't. Um, Like, I mean, if I'm struggling, I come to you. And I, like, am in that train of thought where I am a person that's struggling. I feel like you will show me, like, you will remind me, you just are feeling like, you know, you're just going through a little phase, like, you're going through, this is just the way the clouds are blowing right now, you're gonna come out of it, you know, and that's always what it is, it's the winds of change, it's the winds of life, like, if you just chill out for a bit, and just, like, let the, like, let life rush over you like a river, like, eventually, warmer water, water will come your way, or whatever it may be, you know. I don't know. I feel like I can go to you for that, but that was wild there, man. Like, I feel like 
I'm so glad you asked me that because even though I don't feel like I could have even hoped to have like be clear about what has given me the ability to be grateful it felt so good to feel it in my heart you know Mm -hmm. like just be reminded of like I don't I don't have to feel like sorrow for the worst things in my life they've literally given me the ability to be empathetic and grateful I think the best parts of who I am Mm -hmm. I mean swords are you know a sharp sword is made in fire and like I don't know I feel like that principle I carry that on my sleeve kind of um I'm gonna change directions a little bit again um how do you feel about the recent elections how do you feel about the recent elections uh you know what I actually think about the recent elections I would defer that question this is what I actually think about the hmm. recent elections. Have you seen the episode of South Park? It's pretty old. No. And they they vote. It's really funny. PETA, like, comes into the school and, like, they start giving the school shit because their mascot's a cow and they think it's, like, animal cruelty and stuff <laughs> like that. And so the school has to go and, Save like, the change cows. the mascot. And then it's, like, a huge debate and, like an election they're voting for who the new mascot's gonna be and it's between a turd sandwich and a giant douche <laughs> like someone gets offended like hey i take poops you can't be using that shit <laughs> and there's literally like a presidential election like going on at the school and stuff they make it like such a big deal and then stan doesn't vote and he goes out and he learns his lesson on why it's important to vote and even if it is a douche sandwich and a giant <laughs> That's actually funny. It, was this before? Like, oh, this is years ago. That's kind of hilarious. Yeah. Set things up a lot. Cause I saw that We are kind of choosing between a douche sandwich and a fucking turd shit or whatever turd, it was. Turd, you know? Or a giant douche and a turd sandwich. Yeah. And, uh... Douche I just I literally saw that, like, two two days ago, and I was like, damn, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah. But, uh, I was like, that's, that's pretty much how I felt about the giant... Or the... The election... But, uh, no, what uh, what I was really going to ask you were, uh, what are your goals in life? That's tough. That's, like, I, I think one of my new favorite questions to ask people is, like, why are you here? And this has nothing to do with career. It's just, like, why are you here? I kind of want to ask you that and defer your question real quick. It's kind of the same thing. You want me to answer it? Yeah, we're going to Why am I you. here? Yeah, why are you here? I've always I'll, I'll get to your question felt... Now. I've always felt that I was put on this earth to have kids and raise kids. Yeah. Yeah, um, no doubt. We've been we've been on this for a minute. Yeah. You've been, so I mean, I'm not like really ready for a kid right now, but mm-hmm. like I mean, you know, I want one in the near future. Yeah. And I don't know. I like helping people a lot. Mm-hmm. I always thought that uh, something that's been on my mind recently is like, how can I how can I do acts of kindness? How can I how can I help people? Um, and what I've actually found, though, is that I love helping, like, my friends and my family, doing yeah. shit for them. And, like, Brandon, my friend Brandon asked me to pick him up from the airport, like, literally, like, two hours ago. And he wants me to pick him up tomorrow night at, like, 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. And he asked our group chat, and, like, immediately I was just like, yeah. I got you. I want to do that. Yeah. And then I texted him, and I was like, yeah, I'll pick you up. And he was like, yeah, I can pay you in money and or booze or weed or whatever. And I was like, I don't I want to do this because, like, I get to, I'll get to hang out with you for forty minutes. Like that's how I view it. Like I'm helping you do yeah. something. Yeah. This so is, yeah, I mean, Brandon feels so good about that too. It's like, wow, you know, I have a friend that 
needs nothing from yeah him. and i offered to take he asked our group chat too if we could somebody wanted to take him there and they ended up getting a ride mm-hmm. but um immediately i was like yeah i'll fucking wake up at 4 a.m and take you guys to the airport like he's also like lives he's my neighbor so it's like you know I want to. Yeah, I want to help. Right. I want to help him out. He lives right there. He lives right next to me. Why would I make it anybody else's problem to come super far out of their way to go back, even more out of their way to the airport? Yeah, that's some shit you got about you. I mean, I think the thing about you wanting to have kids, it's like, let the record show. That's been a thing. We've been hearing with you for a minute. That is definitely a part of the reason you're here. I think to raise a little Tommy. But I can, I already know you're going to do it consciously, you know, and, like, really raise them to be loving, and that's an exciting thought, like... Yeah, I'm excited for little Tommy running around. How could he get much more loving than Tommy? That would be cool to see. He'd be the best uncle, uncle I have ever had, man. Call me Uncle Tom. Uh, wait, Uncle Tom to kill a mockingbird, what was his role? Isn't that it? He was in, you even know what you're saying? Uncle Tom was in a killing mockingbird, right? I don't know. Who's a character in that? I I do not know. All right. Um, <clears throat> what are your goals? Um, or why are you here? Same, same thing, I guess, kind of. Um, just let her breathe for a second in my head, you know? Uh, I mean, just what I said, I think it's like sharing my my kind of my turnaround I think not even my turnaround but just like I think just to be present for people and like be a mirror for people you know I don't think like like I feel like I can talk to you about this stuff about the things I'm really passionate about and like how specifically I want to change people's life or how I think I can when it comes to somebody's life who I'm looking them in the eyes and I want to maybe like be a positive influence like I'm not thinking about how what can I say it's just like let me be a blank slate and like I'm gonna be exactly who I am for you you know I'm not gonna like change who I am for you I'll be like hold my chest out and be exactly who I am and like if you're a rather hateful person I'm not gonna sway I'm still gonna be like approaching it with a loving like kindness as best I can I'm not saying I'm like superhero at that but think just being a mirror for people to sum it up in a sentence just being a mirror for people to show them like not me showing them who they are but them just looking at themselves through me and seeing like I don't know that's really tough I have a vision but I just want to help people enjoy life I think and be grateful that they're here um So you're, like, a very helpful... I know you want to help people, like, you, what you just said. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know you're very empathetic. So, like, when you... <clears throat> when you're out and about, do you just, like, want to help everybody? Do you have that oh, yeah. urge? I mean, to like be honest, lot, I do. Is that a lot on the heart, or... I mean, uh, it's I don't, super... I mean, I love helping people, but, like, I don't look... I'm not, like, super constantly, like, always looking. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, you can't always be looking, no, you know? No, I mean, like, you got to worry about yourself, you know? Yeah, you and I think... You can't be driving and, like, trying to trying to spot out homeless people. Like, yeah. that's how you get in wrecks and shit. Like, yeah. I think that's definitely a thing for me. Uh, I mean, I get... I feel really empowered by it. Like, I feel really empowered by... 
Like I'm a server right now at Cheddar's. What's up, me in 20 years? This is the portion of your life where you're serving at Cheddar's. Making <laughs> fucking bank. Um, serving broke people every day. Um, I mean, I really enjoy, like, grumpy customers coming in. And, like, just knowing, like, hey, bitch, you're not about to leave here without, like, cracking a smile. Like, I'm gonna I'm make your day better. And your grumpy ass is not gonna have anything to say about it. Like, I really enjoy that. But it can... I don't know. I don't think it's too taxing. I think it's, like, one of the most energizing things in my life. Like, when I'm out on my own, like, every drive through I pull through, I'm going to, like, just say some random ass shit to somebody. Like, hopefully, I mean, you know, obviously I'm trying to be a positive act. But, like, I'm going to conversate with most people I bump into, I think. I think um, I really enjoy talking to people who are, like, in the zone, not really, like, I feel more apt to talk to people who I'm never going to see again for some reason. Like, I feel like, I don't know, that's just part of being introverted, I think. It's like, I don't really have to feel tethered to a conversation with a stranger. Once I have it, it's over, and I hope it serves them well. And, you know, it usually serves me well to conversate with a stranger. Um, yeah, rip to that question, because... <laughs> that's all right. Um, stirred in the fire, pretty much. I, I wanted you to talk about um, ego for a little bit. Cause you're like one of the you're one of the first people that like introduced me to the thought of like the ego being bad and like not necessarily bad but you know like having I think that's definitely how we used to approach it though like when we first discussed it I think I was like standoffish towards towards what I mean I, you need it yeah no doubt especially it's like my ego who I am is the thing that helps me be like good to people but really tough to define because you just kind of spit it out like I'm just gonna spit this out and like hope to god like y'all hang on whoever like me in 20 years hope I hang on to this you know I'm excited to see how my view has shifted in 20 years all right as to like how, how I'm gonna describe what the ego is long convoluted bullshit probably it's like the ego is like who you think you are from day one like the second you're born the first thing you know is your parents, that whoever you are, you have these two people who take care of you. Like, these are your assigned people. They show you whatever they show you, whether it be love or, like, abuse. So that becomes a part of who you are. And then you get friends, and you build on, like, these are the people this body associates with. These are my friends. This is, I, maybe you define yourself through your parents and friends at this point. And then you start to become self-aware, and, like, you create an image of yourself probably through your interactions with friends, family, in social settings, alone, you create an image of yourself. Like, you start holding yourself to sticking with being this person who you've built yourself to be. And that person you've built yourself to be is your ego. It's not like actually your core being. It's just like laying over your core being. It's like well, put, what is? It's like putting glasses on your core being. What is core being? Define that right quick. <sighs> that's pretty much God, dude. Fuck it. I'm just gonna <laughs> serve it up. Like fuck it. That's God. I don't know. It's like your soul. Yeah. It's like I think there's a soul that has like certain qualities. And like then, your most, your consciousness. Yeah, it's kind of like a matryoshka doll. Those things where you open it up, there's a doll in there. You open that up, there's a doll in there. It's like. Below your ego is your soul, maybe. 
And then below the soul, there's like awareness and presence and just complete being. Um, and that's kind of where you're not differentiating between you and another person or you and a chair. There just is you and a chair and trees or whatever. Um, and then there's a layer below that that's like, uh, I'm not even going to try to define that, like chaos and shit. Anyways, skip out on that part. What do you part, mean chaos? Well, it's just like that is everything. Like that is God. It's literally okay, good, so bad. It's everything without definition. It's all and there's no it's, time. It's everything and nothing. It's like, yeah, it's like this point is what it would be like if you sucked everything that exists beyond what we can conceptualize into like a point on the tip of a pen. It's like if you were conscious of that space in there. Like, I think that's the deepest layer. Did that make any sense? Good I mean, fucking that's look. pretty like, listen, out there. Listening like, to this, it's gonna. I'm gonna be like, dude, was I? What did I take before this? What was I on? Bro? It's like, so much uh, harder. Weed and a couple beers, but speaking of weed, um, get that flowing. Wait till you hear what I got to say after I take a hit. You thought I was getting nuts? Now I ain't even taking a hit yet. Okay, well, what is uh? Okay, so that's core being. So what is? Back to ego then. Oh, yeah. You gotta really, like, keep me on, dude. I'm trying. Good fucking look. Shout out to Thomas. This guy's dealing with an animal. I don't even know. I just be jumping around. It's so hard to... That's what I worry about. Like, I'm about to do this. Oh, that'll be exciting for me to listen to this podcast and realize, hey, future me, like, this is before you've even started your attempt at leading people into meditation and cultivating kindness at juco like this is prior to that you know and that is one of my concerns it's like how am i gonna stay focused and like on track how do i deliver the message i want to to a group of people i don't know in an organized manner yeah i mean i'm asking this is great practice you know it is yeah it'll be great practice but i can already feel like right now like i drift so much it's so hard to keep focus because everything is connected so i just keep shooting off that'll be different because this is me interviewing you to a point or us having a conversation that's you more lecturing like hopefully i don't know some of the people i listen to just be rambling like this and nobody's asking them questions unfortunately that's what i feel like it is with me sometimes it's like I hope somebody out there, like, can hear something powerful in what I say, because sometimes I do just be rambling, and, like, I would never expect someone to, like, I know half, I feel like when we talk, sometimes you'd be dropping out, and, like, I'm just talking, and I totally accept that, it's like, mm, that's, mm, you're the usually, best listener I know, you're, usually when we're, Hands like, down. fairly high, though, no doubt, we're, like, we've been doing, like, something active, and then we smoke after, and then, like, And you ask me talk. so many questions, so, like, you have literally led me into being a more open and, like, aware person because of the questions you ask. It's, like, wow, I've never had to put that into words. Like, when you asked me earlier, what's given you the ability to be grateful? I'm, like, dude, I've never thought about that answer, and, like, I feel, like, it made me feel grateful times a billion, the answer that came up, you know? It's mm-hmm. like, I wouldn't have experienced that. Like, just an overflow of, like, thanks, you know? Your questions really drive me a lot. It's your fault I ramble so much. But... Um, alright, well, I got a good one for you then. Okay. Um, what's the, fu- what's, I want you to just share with me, like, some funny story. Like, what's your funniest story that you have? <sighs> Holy shit. I got a lot of crazy shit, I feel like. I have a lot of fun stories. 
immediately I'm thinking about the time Jacob blew his foot off, like, shot his toe. Like, that's a really crazy story. <laughs> that was wild. Um, I don't even know if I want to go into that. I mean, you know, it's for Give the time. Give him a long story short. A long story short, I was down in Arkansas with my buddy Jacob, and... I'm shooting guns for the first time with him and Christian. They've both shot guns before. Jacob's holding a double barrel shotgun. Christian's holding like, I think it was like some Magnum looking gun. I don't know. Christian's like, yo, is this thing cocked? That's kind of a spooky thing to hear. You know, you want to make sure everyone's safe. So Jacob goes to fix it. Jacob, mind you, Jacob's like giving us kind of a gun safety lesson. This is the first time we've shot out here. Wait, no, it's not. Regardless, he's giving us a gun safety lesson right now. He's kind of discussing like things not to do while you're handling a gun. Jacob reaches for Christian's gun to, like, make sure it's not loaded and he's not swinging around pointing at us. He wants to make sure, like, it's safe for the moment. So as he reaches over, he drops his shotgun and, like, catches it by the trigger and pulls one well, of... he hit the safety forward in yeah, the process yeah, yeah. of catching it, too, right? The safety was on, and his the safety is on the top of the double barrel. So his thumb kind of, he caught it with his thumb. I mean, just picture how you hold a gun. A gun. He caught it just like how you hold a gun. His thumb pulled the safety back and his like index finger pulled the first trigger. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's exactly yeah. what happened. And it fired, uh, I think it was buckshot. Uh, and it was close enough where it didn't destroy his whole foot. He only lost a toe, although he worked for like a year after that. Uh, fleshing out chunks of metal but if he pulled both triggers that dude be having a stump but he didn't and he doesn't have a stump he's just missing a toe he's got four toes and he's hiked mountains since then great a badass i don't it's pretty crazy that was uh nuts i was standing like i feel grateful for that too he could have blown off my foot if the gun was a little higher my foot was touching the one that got blown off like literally side by side i'm like man that man would be missing a foot. I would have to get sucked into the story if he pulled, <laughs> yeah. but, like, I'm... So, I don't really fuck with guns. Call me a pussy or whatever, but, like, the first time I was around him, like, this dude blew his foot off, so... <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, you can't... I don't care who you are. You can't fucking blame me for I'm that not blew shit. his foot off. Blew a toe off. Blew a toe off, you know? Still not something that... Do you if you carry a gun. I don't really care. That's cool, too. If you always feel so unsafe, but I often think it just attracts trouble, but uh, now you think there's something to defend yourself from. Anyways, um, we'll get into gun. That. Can I tell one of my funniest stories? I thought you. Yeah, I'm actually excited to hear this. Like, what could um, it possibly be? I wasn't even there for this, but I just think this is hilarious. This dude's about to go back to the high dive, guaranteed. No, 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 no. <laughs> Are you a minute? Um, you were like a senior in high school, and TJ, or TJ was dating whomever it was that was like in that play at theater in the park or whatever yeah oh <laughs> you, like, no yeah look i'm a changed man all right before he drops this look all right all right you ready? <laughs> you, ready? You, yeah, you. all right let me just let me just let me just tell it real quick all right so i'm like a senior in high school i'm going through a phase right i'm experimenting i've got some drinks in my coat i'm trying to sneak them into theater than the park I'm like have a good time with my best friends enjoy the show get a little drunk maybe I probably fucking stole the drinks. That's the kind of person I was at this time. Uh, excuse me, Thomas. Nice. Um, I think I had strawberries, probably like two in my sleeves, maybe three. And 
I'm standing in a line of, like, all people over the age of 50. Like, all old people trying to go see theater in the park. And, uh, I dropped one of the cans, like, with a full line behind me. All these people are watching me drop a can out of my sleeve. (laughs) It breaks on the ground, starts spewing everywhere. So I'm, like, trying to, like, drink it a little bit and, like, hide it a little bit. Get it soaked a lot of it. Like, drink more. And it was, it was... You know, if I was there now, I would probably be, like, embarrassed as fuck. But back then, I was like, oh, no, guys. I can't even imagine, like, TJ or Avery, like, being around me, just, like, watching me do this. They probably felt so much secondhand embarrassment. Like, that that is, that's a good one. It's not my, not my brightest day. But, hey, everybody makes mistakes. I should have never dropped it. That was the mistake. <laughs> I had a lot better. Uh, yeah, that was, uh. God, I felt, like, eyes peering through my back. I have, <laughs> like, scars from the eyes in my back, and that hurt. Anyways. You got any more good ones? Uh. Yeah, a lot, but it's, like, where do I even start, you know? Give me one that will make you just die laughing. Wow, man. Not a comedian here, all right? I really got one that's going to make you die laughing. No, I want it to make you die laughing. I want you to be laughing while telling a story. That's how funny it is. I don't have... Can't think of anything like that. Like, I don't remember those things as much, which is so weird, but, like, I feel like the things that stay in my mind are so, like, I don't know. It's crazy. I really do just, like, let things go, and, like, even if they're good or bad, I just be letting things go. Also, I smoke too much weed, probably. That's why I can't remember anything. Uh, uh, Not even today, but just in general, I feel like I smoke my brain up. I really should quit. Anyways... Hmm. Yeah, man, you know, how do you not be able to think of something? Like, if you can't think of something, then you understand why I can't. You've been, like, family. Well, I could think of something, probably. Yeah, you've been family for, like, 15 years. Like, you ought to be able to. Like, we realistically, we have so many things we've done. You know, it's like, I don't need to think about them individually to appreciate our friendship, you know. But funny things I've done... I mean, I don't think falling off the high dive was funny, but that was just, like... I mean, it's an entertaining story. I'm a legend for that. <laughs> you yeah. are a legend for that. If y'all want my autograph, you can't have it. You gotta <laughs> buy it. 20 bucks. 20, bro. I'm the reason they ain't gonna have high dives. More than 20, I promise. Um... I don't know. Something, like, I don't even... I don't even feel like I share much, but... It's not... Now, that ain't even funny. Something I'm very proud of, like... Some of the shit I've hiked, I feel like I'm really proud of that. But I ain't hiked anything yet. I'm excited to go to Colorado next week. Hopefully I hike a 14 or some shit. Barefoot? Yeah, maybe, man. I'm planning to. I have plans to. I don't think playing Frisbee tonight. I think I'm going to be feeling great tomorrow, so I'm not really worried. I think I'll be back at the place I, I where I'm able to do that. Where I'm able to do that. Where I'm able to do that. I'm able to do that. Um, do you have like a favorite memory? Man, I no, no, no. What's your funniest memory with me, dude? Why funny? I can't think of anything that's like hilarious. I mean, we've had like we've had so many times where we've had I feel like just belly laughs. You know, where you're like laughing from deep in your belly. It's hard to think of like any one because most of them are just stupid enjoying each other's company. You know. Like, yeah. truthfully that's really what it is 
It's like being completely in ourselves with each other, I think. I mean, best times, man. We still have many more to come. Like, shit like this really makes me happy just discussing, you know, like, what's important to each other. Because, yeah, we have this rolling and, like, we're doing a podcast. But, me, we do this all the time. And, like, yeah. I literally love you so much for that. You are someone who, like, I am so, I'm completely myself. And, like, I go to the very depths of who I am. Like, I don't have anything I really be hiding, you know. Adam. And we ain't heard from him in a minute. Said decline. Sorry, I did Adam. decline him. Sorry, Adam. We just declined your call. Guess what? We're doing it again. I'm going to give you a second, though, so it seems like maybe he's not at his phone, but, Adam, I'm about to do it again, okay? <laughs> All right. Um, anyway, back to what you were saying, though. Um, I hope you know that it's a two-way street. I definitely, like, feel the same way. I'm very much appreciative. Again, like I said, like, I feel like I learned a lot from you. So, I'm happy that you could come on here and do this and we can have this recording forever and hopefully forever i was thinking you should record you should like save this in a few places you know like put them on cds i mean i was thinking that but i was also thinking would you even be able to get all this shit in a cd you know like this is an hour conversation i've seen you had one that was like two over two yeah 18 cds bro 18 (laughs) cd no i guess 19 cd collection of thomas's podcast yeah like, oh, what's a uh, cassettes, bro? Let's get some cassettes. That you ain't ever gonna be able, like you always be able to listen to that. We'll get a little play. cassette player and then like a million cassettes and we'll just put them in a safe. Yeah, dude, I'm so emotional. I feel like I'm definitely gonna cry when I hear this again. Like not tomorrow, but like in a, uh, like fifty years, bro. I'm gonna hear this and be like, man, like, and that's just how I am. I get so nostalgically like, uh, just like grateful. But I, I also something that I feel like I struggle with is like always kind of not mourn change but i guess due to an extent i always feel change so heavily i'm like like goodbye like that was that was really fun i'm gonna miss you so much i have trouble letting go like i struggle with that that's why i said in like 50 years i'm like man i remember those days you know Mm -hmm. if we're both at a point in our lives where we're not super tied down you know yeah like no saying we will be then but this man's gonna have kids like (laughs) you know what i mean so you want kids I don't know. I don't really know. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I kind of... <laughs> uh, it hurts, bro. I was about to say, I think it would hinder my ability to, like, whatever I say after that. I'm sorry if you hear this, baby Evan. Like, that's rough. I think it would... Having a kid would hinder my ability to be whatever. Sorry, baby Gerby Tickums. <laughs> baby Gerby Tickums. I'm naming my kid Gerby Tickums. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm so curious if I listen to this and be like, wow, who would have thought I would have actually named my kid, like, instead of Gerby Tickums? But Gerby Tickums, that's a fun name, you know? Yeah. I'm going to name a cat that for sure. Do you remember me? Gerby, bro. Do you remember me, Gerby? The Gerby that I actually know? You know a Gerby? Yeah, I know Gerby. That's right to God. Gerby? Well, he was Antonio's buddy, and that's what I was introduced to him. I don't know if that was Gerby? his real name, but that's all Antonio called him. That's Gerby. what he introduced himself as. Gerby, wait. I feel like I've met this guy. Yeah, he was Antonio's he play, buddy. Do you think he played like frisbee with us or football? No, or he had like a big. He had like a. He's like a real muscular black dude with a big fro. Dude, Gerby. Yeah, I met him at his apartment one time. Yep, yep, yep. Oh my yep. gosh, I know a Gerby. Everyone, <laughs> everyone being me, I know a Gerby. Well, that's cool. Um, do you have a favorite memory with me? 
Maybe not a, like a funny one, but it's like just, just a favorite no way, one. man. Like every time I hang out with you, I feel like I mean not every time. It's like sometimes me and you. I mean, sometimes, at least for me, it's like I don't even want to. Like we have such good discussions, but some days like my heart's just not in it. You know, to get deep, it's like heavy. You know, it takes a lot out of you. It's like so, or it takes a lot out of me. Like to get passion, like to talk about my passions and stuff. I'd be tired. Like I ran a mile after I do it sometimes because I feel like I do it with a lot of heart. But yeah, I mean it can be exhausting, when, no especially doubt. when you're using that much heart. Like, yeah. Especially, I can't even comprehend it because I feel like yours is just <laughs> bigger than mine. But no, it ain't like that. But I mean that's what I'm saying. It's like impossible, impossible for me to tie down because like I think my best times with you are like. I mean, for we've literally been having these conversations like about love for our whole friendship I think practically and like I said earlier we'd play basketball after the pool for hours everyone would go home maybe like I don't know someone stays but we would have these discussions like sitting on the driveway after getting worn out of basketball you know mm-hmm. and, like that's what I value about you the most I think and like I'm just grateful to have a friend like that you know um, well, I appreciate it I think those all those like memories of those discussions compiled into one would be uh, my favorite memory. There's no substance here, but I have. Uh, I don't know if like again. I I want to like. I couldn't agree with that answer more. Like mm-hmm. as far as like our friendship goes and like favorite memories, because it's not. It's just that's how it is, and like I appreciate that that that's how the friendship is. Mm-hmm. Um. But I have like one of my favorite memories with you is when we. Went camping with Avery and oh, his yeah. girlfriend and TJ and Adam. Yeah. And we dripped shrooms. That was wonderful. <laughs> let me just let it be clear. This man was looking for his phone like three, uh, probably two. It was for like an night. hour. Uh-huh. It was an hour. It was, it was a big chunk, and they found it in a tree. Um, but that that was that was like, that was super, opening experience. Like I remember saying, I felt primal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I would always be like I feel so like monkey dude <laughs> monkey dude. like all my concepts about being an ego like who I think I am as a person they were kind of gone I was just like a human being I didn't have anything layered over that I was just straight human being you know but we had so- we had a really good time we had a blast remember we tried to put a watermelon in the fire and cook it yeah and it was ruined it was fucking horrible it was literally ruined it was just a hot watermelon <laughs> It was, it was a hot watermelon. It was exactly what it sounds like. Yeah, it was... Uh, I think people do it right, though. Like, it's a thing. I mean, I've seen some shit on Twitter. I've seen some TikToks about it. I've seen some TikToks about it. Um, it was a good night, though. Nighttime is different. Nighttime, you know what I'm saying? Nighttime is different. <laughs> that was a really good time. Uh, that was fun. Um, what are your hobbies? I mean, I'd be playing guitar a mm-hmm. lot. I like playing Xbox sometimes. Like, I mean, I guess that's not really a hobby because not really. It's a like, hobby, for sure. All right, I'd be playing Xbox. Be reading. I'd be kayaking, biking. I really been on biking lately though. Eleven. Oh, it's one eleven. We're at one eleven in the podcast. Make a wish, boys and girls. Your dreams will come true. 
<laughs> um, hey, man, I'm telling you, I'm personalizing this sucker. <laughs> That's all right. Sup, boys and girls, we're still in minute 111. So somebody out there will tell you that's special. Look, it's about to be one. All right. You know what? Enjoy your evening. That's 111 for you. We're 15 seconds out of 112. So we're just going to sit with 111 for a bit. Why? What, what, is, what is wrong with you? It's 111, man. It's supposed to be something special or something. All right. Now that that bullshit's over. Um, what'd you ask me? It turned- you said biking. Oh, biking, you know, I like kayaking, basketball. I have a lot of hobbies, and sometimes I go through phases. Like, sometimes I'll be reading a lot. Sometimes I'll be playing guitar, like, a lot most days. Sometimes I'll play more Xbox than others. Sometimes I'll kayak, like, five, you know, a bunch of days in a row. I'll bike a bunch of days in a row. I'd be getting on those, but they kind of stay the same. Between being active in different ways, guitar and just doing nothing, rotting my brain, Xbox, or reading. My hobby is, like, what I'm focused on. What do you like on. to read? Uh, just boring shit, really. Nonfiction. I like a lot of nonfiction. I like nonfiction, too. Yeah, I read a lot. Oh, what? What book were you want me? I was thinking about Be Here Now, probably. The Purple Be, Book? Yeah, The Purple Book. Be Here Now. Be Here Now is wild. It's a book by this dude named Ram Das. I don't know how the fuck I'm supposed to describe that. If, like, it's super out there. And the dude who wrote it is wild. He's magnificent. This dude, Ram Dass, uh, he was previously known as Richard Alpert. He was like a professor at Harvard and shit. And I'm pretty sure he started like giving LSD. He was like doing a study on LSD and was being a little too open about the study or something. Got kicked out of there. And that man's like just tripping nuts all the time. Not really for real at all, but like he just has a really loving heart, and I he's somebody I really listen to a lot. I read a lot of that guy because, I mean, like, I just really feel like he's a very loving being, and same with like Jesus. That dude's cool too, <laughs> or whatever. Like no, uh, I don't as much as I probably could benefit. Like I probably could benefit a lot if I read that more. But I mean, I'm not Christian, but Jesus is the man. Like that dude was just literally buddha like he was preaching the truth and i kind of feel like the church just made it a thing where it's like wow jesus made it clear any person can be a godly being and the church is like well we got to pretend that they have to go through us to be a godly being because that gives the church the power you know Mm -hmm. if you have to go through a medium to become god then that medium becomes powerful to you church became that and that's why I don't really fuck with religion. I think there's something to take away from every religion. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there's truth in all religion. Yeah. There's also not truth in all religion. Yeah. So, no. you can find... I mean, it's a good way to teach morals, but... <clears throat> yeah, like... Spooky could potentially indoctrinate ideas you don't necessarily... Feel like you should. Oh, we doing that game now? Oh, you all right? Um, yeah, brightest fucking here, some light. Um, start chugging water here. Are you pretty close with your family? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I love. I mean, I think 
although my direct family is my family and all, I feel like uh, I have a large family. People that aren't blood-related, like, I consider you family. And I consider, you know, Avery, I consider TJ. There's people who I have, like, that kind of, like, strong bond with. I feel like that's family to me, you know? Just because it's blood is, like, I don't know. But, yeah, I'm very close to my mom, my dad, and my sister. That means a direct family. They're pretty much pretty much what I live for, I'd say. Like, I'm, it's, it's because of them I am the way I am, you know? Mm-hmm. It's because of my friends I am the way I am. Um, I mean, I think, like, I'm especially grateful for, like, you, TJ, and Avery because it's, like, while I was going through that, while I was steering, stealing strawberries from Quick Trip, like, you guys didn't really, I mean, you guys never were, like, dude, you got, I, I don't know. I just feel like you guys were a positive influence and, like, really helped me get out of that place. Uh, whether it was directly or indirectly, I have to credit a lot of that to you guys, you know? Well, so. I'm, I'll do what I can. I'll do what I can. I'll do, I'll do what, what I can. I'll do what I can, you heard? So, yeah. Family is everything. I, I saw, uh, I was at the Royals game and this dude in front of me had a shirt that said, forget about me, I love you. And it was, like, an acronym for family. Like, I got... I was just, like, fuck baseball for a second. I was just tripping off that. Like, that acronym for family. Forget like a, forget about me. I love you. Like, that moved me. I was like, man, that's what it is. Like, I will do anything. I'll drop everything about who I am, you know, to give you the best version of you. Like, I, down to everything I have, you know, to my last breath, I would do that. And that statement, forget about me, I love you. That really sat with me. I don't think I'll ever forget that. I think that's something I'm going to carry with me. I wish I had that t-shirt. Somebody make me a t-shirt. I'll see what I can do. That'd be cool. If I ever get sponsored. Sponsored, yeah. Right. Uh, Love Ultra, if you're listening to this, this episode is uh, dedicated to your beard. Cheers. Cheers. Got me out here drinking a cold one. More like mild warmth now. Mine's fairly cold. Yeah. It's a beautiful 75 degree evening. Some crickets, cicadas talking in the background. This dude Tom's wearing a Chiefs button up. Some gray britches, shorts. I'm wearing a hefe, a Chiefs shirt right now. Red Chiefs shirt. We both supporting the Chiefs. <laughs> Mine's in Spanish though. And that's the vibe. I'm about to transfer from KU right now. Tom's doing his shit at this company, Tempin. That's where we are in life. You hear? No, full time. Full time. He's no bitch ass temp. He didn't start the fire. He's no temp. Brian started the fire. It's always burning. The world's been turning. Brian started the fire. What a gem. Um, what's something you think that um people misunderstand about you? I've never felt like people misunderstand me, which is really weird. I just feel like... I'm sure people do. People are probably like, oh, that guy's fucking weird or something. I mean, like, when you... If, I don't know. I feel like if I had a different mindset and I listened to me talk, I'd be like, what the fuck is that guy on? But, like, <laughs> like no. And I mean that wholeheartedly because it's, like, a lot of things I really trip off of and a lot of pieces of who I am are, like... I feel like there are, there are things I can't convey through words. And I think that's true for everyone. Everyone has so much, like, who you are can't really be conveyed through a description, you know? It's like, I don't know, we're all so unique. I am. 
I am, and that's it. It's like it just ends there. I am, I am. But the second you try to describe who you are, I don't know. I think maybe people... Um, oh, it's a tough question, too. Glad you're still on the softballs. I can just hit out of the All fucking right, park. A, here's the softball. You, softball. you ever been in a fight? No. All right. That was easy. That's, no. No? No. Oh. I've fought dude. Jacob before. I've fought Jacob a few times. But that guy's a dick. Fuck you, Jacob. Just kidding. You I love you. <laughs> <tell us. laughs> uh, Jacob's the guy who shot his toe off. We've been, <laughs> friend, we've been friends a long fucking time, you know? Um, it's family too. It's family about too. when you and Jacob street. Oh, that's a that's a pretty good one. That's you know? a really good one. I'm, there's so many. It's just like I forget about them, and they all just become like none at the same time. But I had taken two tabs of LSD one day. There's a football game at night. This was my senior homecoming football game. I wasn't playing. It's not my football game. It's the school's football game. Anyways. I'm sitting at, and, like, I took two tabs of LSD in the morning. I came down. Uh, I was going to the football game. I smoked a little weed before the football game. And, like, if you smoke weed after you come down off an LSD trip, you should kind of start tripping nuts again. So I was, like, tripping nuts again. And so I went up to the top of the bleachers and just chilled by myself, kind of just, like, vibing, trying to, like, keep my head on straight, looking at the sunset. It's really dope. And... God, it's kind of insulting. This dude, Jacob, comes up to me out of the crowd. He's like, yo, dude. Was Jacob on LSD with you? Uh, I don't think so. He's like, you're the only one dumb enough to go do this with me. And, I mean, I guess he was right. Because I was like, no, dude, I'm not fucking doing that. And then he goes back down. I think he came back up again, like, at the end of the half. He's like, dude, if we're going to do this, this is now. I'm like, why the fuck do you think I'm doing this? Like... Anyways, I did it, and we're down by, like, we went to the shed at the end of the field behind the end zone, one of the end zones. We just kind of chilled there for a bit, got into the gear we were going to wear while we ran out there. I think I can't remember if I took my shirt off or not. I didn't really do much. Jacob was in, like, his boxers with a Snuggie on, and I just remember Jacob took off, and I was like, all right, yeah, I'm going too. We both just took off. Uh... Before, right before the game restarted, we just took off, and that was wild. Jacob had a GoPro. And Do you have that footage? No, that's the part of the story. We got to the other end, and there's, like, cops on the main road, cops in the parking lot, so we kind of just got caught by the cops, so just let it happen. I mean, not completely, but, like, we were fucked. Kevin was, like, not in the right spot to pick us up either. We got kind of fucked over. But anyways, we stopped. It wasn't that big. I mean, I wish I got a longer suspension at this point. All I did was stay home and get high. Sorry, Mom. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, um, the cop, like, was a total asshole. He kind of, he just took the GoPro and, like, deleted the footage. And he's like, that's evidence. And we're like, I don't know. He was really weird. He talked to the other cop, and he's like, yeah, he's tripping nuts. That guy deleted it. Like, do you know how cool that'd be? The crowd went fucking crazy. Adrenaline to my toes like i was going i like that is probably one of the wildest things i've done especially given that it was in front of a humongous homecoming crowd and you were on lsd like <laughs> i was that was uh you know i wasn't on the lsd but i was tripping i don't know somewhere in between but that was outrageous uh yeah and then i got back to school after i think 10 days 
and I went and smoked a blunt on the trail behind the school, and I got suspended again. That was rough. <laughs> like, literally the day I got back. But I don't regret any of that. I always say, like, I had one more suspension in me before they even started talking about expulsion. So it's like, I really should have got a little more time off school, given that I turned it around when I got to high college. You know, high school didn't matter. Got my diploma and got out of there. Got in college. Turned that shit around. Do I, you have any regrets? Fuck, no. Nah. I mean... No, the only thing is, it's like, well, nah, I mean, at the end of the day, no, like, I do have things, you know, I wish, like, went differently, but, like I said earlier, it's like the worst parts of who I am, or, you know, those kind of things, those made me who I am, because now it's like, wow, this is what it means not to be a person that steals from Quick Trip, an honest man, you know, and, like, fuck big corporations, like, I'll, I won't steal from Walmart, but, like, if you steal from Walmart, I kind of get it, it's just Walmart, but, I mean, I don't get it anymore, but, like, I wouldn't, I don't, I get it, bro, go get yourself a TV, whatever it is, I don't, strawberry does, they smack, I don't know, they smack, <laughs> I, I get it, except I was doing that shit barefoot, I was asking for trouble, anyway, to point you out of a crowd, yeah, that's the guy with no shoes on again, long hair, no shoes, just like literally scurrying in the back door, (laughs) scurrying out, not buying anything, (laughs) looking at the counter the whole time, like, what is this kid doing, is this guy, (laughs) ugh, what a, yeah, I mean, I guess I don't regret that, I really, like, that is one thing, like, did I even learn from that, or was I just being straight up stupid, I don't know, because, like I just said, like, steal from Walmart, I mean, it's what's it going to fucking affect? I don't, I don't you really know. You said you don't do it, so you're holding the morals back. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Know. it makes sense. With everything that you've said so far tonight, it makes sense. Because you're like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. you just get it. You just, I understand the appeal of wanting to steal from Walmart. Like, fuck, fuck Walmart. I mean, it is not going to hurt anybody. Every single employee in there, like, they're not going to be happy about it, but they're going to go home and, like, eat a bowl of cereal and probably not think about it while they're at home. It doesn't affect their home life unless you, like, do it at gunpoint. Don't do that. That's that's not cool. You know, traumatize somebody out there. Put the gun away. God damn. For real, bro. <laughs> like, Might blow on. a toe off. <laughs> Might blow a toe off, dude. I mean, I don't know. Um, are you into any conspiracy theories? Hmm. Oh, see? Bush did 9-11. Bush did Pear Harbor. (laughs) Uh, you know, I don't really know. I don't fuck with that. I used to. I remember in, like, sixth grade, I was all into the fact that all the dollar bills, like, the 20, the 5, the 10, the 50, they all, and the 100, they all fold, and, like, if you fold, fold them right, you can see, like, a progressing drawing of the twin towers as they are built and then as they crumble if you put them all side by side and i remember one time like the screen on my computer popped up and like the whole thing was like black with an orange pyramid on it i was like dude they're hacking me like i don't even know how i got to this website because i was definitely like surfing the web about conspiracies like in sixth grade what is this kid on school shooter type vibe (laughs) you gotta stay away from that anyways um and like gotta be careful man somebody's gonna hear that and be like yo this guy's a threat um yeah i kind of got on conspiracies i guess but i'm not anymore because it's like i'll never know i'll never know there's no point in like thinking about it i don't really care i mean even i kind of think for like we're headed towards 14 billion people on this planet and one of the conspiracies is that like the whole government the whole world is supposed to become one world order you know one government it's like you know to be honest that might be, like, the most fucking peaceful option instead of y'all, like, fighting over borders and shit and pretending we're a different species from, like, 
Indians or something like that. We're all the same. Like, kind of think it's par for the course. And not even in a bad way. I don't think about that in a bad way. Because ideally, like, you know, we have a peaceful rule. If it's fucking North Korea taking over the whole world, then that's like... I mean, do we have, like, freedom like America? Yeah, I mean, do we even have freedom in America? Or shall we... We I shall. mean, our freedom scale compared to the other countries in the world's like through the roof. Fuck it, we're, we're like the best. You know, I get that. I just think it's like compared to where I want the Earth to be in, like a hundred years. I don't really think this is the freedom I was hoping for. But I mean, I feel I'm also privileged. Fuck, I live in Johnson County, so it's like I shouldn't complain. I just think in general how affected we are by like the media and the job force and money doesn't really make for a kind of makes for a doggy dog world as opposed to like a peaceful rule capitalism how do you feel about capitalism I mean <laughs> I mean that bag of worms is there's pros and cons for sure I mean I don't know if like socialism would work it's all about like communism, bro. It's all about that dictatorship. Communism, I mean. Kanyeism. Com- Kanyeism. Kanye for president, dude. Um. Fuck it. It's between a bag of doo doo. I don't know. I'm not gonna get into that. <laughs> That's I'm not gonna man. dive into politics right now. Yeah, it's tough. But, like, that's that's the hardest thing. It's like, how you, I mean, that question is a serious one. It's like, how the fuck am I supposed to answer that? You said there's so many pros and cons. It's like, how am I supposed to... How can anyone be right, you know? Yeah, there's not... I mean... It's crazy. That's, there's no... There's no right or wrong. There's only perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How long have you been growing your hair for now? Like, seven years-ish. Well, yeah, no, about seven years, six years, maybe, seven, since the Royals, remember I was growing up when the Royals won the World Series, so it was 2015, it's 2021, 2021. Six-ish years, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's pretty long. I'm gonna keep growing it, hopefully, I, you gotta wonder, if, like, when I'm old and I listen to this, we find it somewhere, am I still gonna be growing my hair? Well, we'll just have to wait and see, folks. <laughs> I guess so. It'll have to be a sequel in 50 years. I mean, I'm kind of open to growing it for a long time. My hair is at, like, oh, for the record, for when I'm old, we're at, like, we're at, like, belly button, almost belly button and standing up, maybe. No, we're not. We're probably, like, below the nipple, though. All right, I mean, we're that's, about... And that's not even... That's why it's braided. I mean, braid makes it long. This is about the full length of my hair, I think. Braid maybe. makes it shorter. Maybe it does. Like, halfway down the back. Halfway to my butt from, the, from my head. So that's where we are now, folks. What you got for me, Cheesehead? I'm Cheesehead now. Um, what inspires you? I don't know. I honestly don't ever feel like I feel inspired by... I don't know. It's like I've never really felt inspiration from, like, a person or a thing. It's more of just, like... It's a tough question. I don't really be feeling inspired too much. I just always... 
I guess just the truth, like the hunt for the truest love, the hunt for being an unconditionally loving being, that inspires me. It's something that feels pretty much unachievable because like even though I'm sitting here like in a clear headset, like saying what I think love is and all that and I can like say that clear-headedly, like tomorrow I might wake up and be grumpy or something and like be upset with something. So it's like the chase to be unconditionally loving is like never-ending. So that's inspiring, hoping I can, at every turn, no matter what I've been through that day, like, be a big smile and a warm heart to people. That's a good goal, something I struggle with. What inspires you? Um, I mean, I think more, like, things and people inspire me. Like, I like, I mean... Uh, we could talk about social media and the pros and cons of it, but one thing I like about social media is, like, seeing, like, there's a lot of things on there that, like, I get to see that inspire me. Yeah. And I mean, like, I followed some teacher TikToks and stuff like that, and, like, they're all, like, really, they're doing, like, really cool things with their kids, and, like, that's inspiring to me. It's yeah. like, damn, like, I could be a teacher like that. Um, like, just... I don't know. I like feeling, like, warmth of heart when I see something, like, loving, like, like that on social media or, like, a video of it or, like, even in person. I mean, you see you see it in person, too. I've seen an act of kindness mm-hmm. would be... And, like, those things are inspiring. And, like, I don't know. Stuff like pay it forward and... Encourages I have you a... I don't know. I have a tradition that I like to try to do when I, whenever I drive to and from Manhattan. I like to uh, pay for the people behind me on the, the, on the tolls. Or yeah, that's cool. And I hope that they just pay it forward to like it gets to the point where it's like somebody that needs it. You gotta wonder. I'm sure you've you yeah. Know, and you've if like I've, if I'm paying in cash, like, and if like the person that's working the toll booth just pockets it, like, I'm very happy with that. Yeah, that's a like, thing. Like, they fucking probably need it, too. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. And that's, that's a great way to be, because, I mean, I remember, like, I've heard people say, you know, like, oh, don't give money to homeless people, they're just gonna get spin it on booze. Like, that's a thing, but, dude, like, that guy's gonna be happy as fuck when he picks out his bottle of booze. You know, like, I used to think that way. Like, I hope he doesn't spend on booze. And now, it also is better for me if I don't, like, be upset with the fact that he might spend on booze. If I'm just, like, if he spends it on booze, so be it. I contribute to that minute. Like, if he's going to die of alcoholism. If he's spending it on, like, crack or heroin or something. Oh, I also, you could also go into the part where it's, like, it's his life. It's his journey in this life. The hardest things you go through are what make you who you are. So if he has to go through being a fucking crackhead, like... Obviously, I don't care for that, but, like, I I did my best. I was hoping he'd spend on food, but if that's what it turns into, then I'm just doing this karma for him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, karma, I really do kind of vibe with that. It's like, even if I, like, I don't know. I've been having trouble with this, like, two weeks ago. This is going to sound, like, just, like, over the top a wee bit, but, like, at Shawnee Mission Park, I, like, crushed a moth. And, like, two moths came over and were, like, just chilling on its body. Like, its crushed body. And the only reason I crushed it is because I was hitting fucking dingers, blasting them 460 feet. I'm a home run monster. And 
I stepped on him, I think, or something. He was just crawling around with one wing, so I'm like, I can't sit here and watch that, so I crushed the little critter. And then his, like, dudes came over, and I'd just been thinking, like, I served that man as karma, though. Even, I mean, I don't know if moths can feel, but, like, it's like if those moths just watched me kill their family. Like, that was... That's, like, over the top. Like, these little guys have lives like that. I don't really know if I believe that fully, but I'm just... It's kind of like a little version of the picture. If a guy goes just uses crack cocaine, then, like, that's his life journey. I don't know. It's his path. Like, the suicide I experienced in my life coming right back to me, it's like, it was the worst thing ever, and I would never wish that on anyone, but, like, it, it, it is, it's super hard, and I'd be careful about who I say this to, but, like, there is a half of it, a side of it that I look at, like, oh, it's so hard to say it loud because I know what impact it could have, you know, but it's, like, it can be a blessing for someone. It, I live for that person and like those the people I've lost every day I live for them and like breathe what I hope to be for them out of my mouth you know like I wouldn't be that way I wouldn't be so passionate if it weren't for that so well they use I mean quick escape it fueled me to change the lives of many you know and like I've always this sounds gonna sound kind of weird I've always liked funerals well that does sound weird off the top like yeah they're really sad (laughs) but like I get like I get to appreciate like that person's life with like all the people that love them the most and like it's a good chance to like see everybody like it's always a good opportunity to like see everybody and like you I believe I'm a believer that there's somewhere better yeah I don't know what that is exactly but like so like I can be I just, I don't know, I try to look at, like, the positive things of it instead of, like, the negative things of it, and I think that's what you're doing with that situation. I don't, again, you gotta be careful around who you see, say these things, too, but, like, I mean, we're both pretty good at understanding both sides of things. Yeah, and uh, that is super hard to say, because, like I said, prior to that, I had already experienced things in my life that made me, like, get get in the cycle of being down and like I know how powerful an event like that is I don't know like firsthand I know very secondhand how powerful that event can be so I would never blame someone for not being able to like get over the grief like if if you know someone I do like I mean I'm just very lucky that I don't sit with that feeling of like sorrow for my whole life because I would never blame someone for like not being able to like move on like that's such a hefty thing and you can't expect someone to like move on and if that's you like if that's you going through that then like you should just know like you can't be expected I mean if you're thinking that way you can't be expected to like get over something like that and if if you like start looking at it like this and you're like wow you know I'd be a different person if I was found a way to be appreciative somehow in the worst parts then like I don't know, that takes courage, like, to be appreciative of something you're going through. Find a way to be, like, thankful in some part of it, even if it means, like, like someone close to you, like, undergoes a life-threatening thing. All of a sudden, you're, like, sitting here hanging on to their life for them. Like, God, I don't want you to go, you know? All of a sudden, you're so grateful for their presence and, like, even though you feel, like, guilty for being grateful for something, I, like, challenge you to be grateful for something. Like, if, even if it's, like, oh, I should, I'll never take this person for granted again. Be grateful for that. Find something to be grateful for in everything. 
even if it at the time of acknowledging it it feels wild and it feels wrong and uncomfortable that you would be grateful for something in this situation like super powerful like it can change your brain i literally think i hope i think also studies will come out on that but like gratefulness like being appreciative i think that could have very lasting impacts on like brain chemistry what does that do to a person to just be okay with what you have the worst things curious ain't going down that path though fuck a phd fuck trying to be a researcher yo hope somebody out there does something about that shit but i'm gonna just put off what i've got in my heart and hope that helps them but some people need to be driven scientifically like that you know like Mm -hmm. seeing neurochemistry changes as a result of meditation or something wild man I'm wearing myself out how you feeling tired tired emotionally i'm like man like i don't know i mean you want to keep going yeah throw me a softball real quick um thomas what's your favorite animal Evan, what's your i favorite want the animal? softest of the softballs you want the soft? Well, what's your favorite animal? That's what I'm asking you. Let me, let me know. Um, you have it. My favorite animal? If you can answer this, I'll be impressed. Do you know what an okapi is? No. It's an endangered animal. It's in Africa. It's a uh, half zebra, half giraffe looking. It's actually, like, not really related to zebra, but it looks more like a zebra than a giraffe, but it's closer to the giraffe family. Okapi. It's just a super random animal. There I it really is. like penguins. Baby little penguins are so cute. Okapi. Like, ugh, baby seals are hella cute. That's an okapi. Alright. Spelled O-K-A-P-I. Yeah. Okapi. Yeah, I mean, fuck. What's my favorite animal? I don't know. That's not even a softball. <laughs> like, like all animals. Maybe like a... Anyways... Try to find another softball. Like so- the only softball is a yes or no, for me. Like if I have to even think about it at all, I'm just gonna go off on a spiel. Would you rather suck Hitler's dick or mm-hmm. give me a thousand dollars? That's tough. Cause like, I don't know, man. A thousand dollars is a lot of money. <laughs> Hitler's dick, like that guy probably never got it in his life. He probably lasts like one second. So it's like. I don't know. I guess I'll choose a thousand dollars. Yeah, it's a <laughs> tough one. You really made me work there. Um, if you could go back in time, tell yourself something. What would you tell yourself? When? Well, give me an age. Eighteen. Eighteen. Dude. Sixteen. A, definitely like. Get down to only your boxers when you're streaking. Don't be a pussy. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I did that in shorts. Maybe even a t-shirt, so come on. Don't bring your balls into this, but, like, you know. Also, like, get suspended again. Anyways, um, I don't know. Just wait on love. It's coming. Quit being so frustrated with life. That's what I would say, for real. Like, I was so frustrated and salty about life. Like, chill, dude. It's coming. Love. Serving it up. Um, Serving it up. What's uh? What's your favorite? What's your favorite drug? Mushrooms. Why mushrooms? I mean, I agree. I know my answer, but yeah. What do you got to say? Well, weed's really cool. 
like it doesn't have any outlandish effects or at least I can't think of them now after been smoking like six seven years it's like I can't see it with fresh eyes so I can't describe the effects as well um but like mushrooms that shit is gonna make itself known like let you know what's going on and I think like I've taken LSD a few times too and that drug is kind of like it feels really synthetic I think like I mean, when you take two tabs, you just start feeling like a fucking computer. I don't know. Whereas if I take when I've taken mushrooms, like my feet feel so locked into the earth. Like I feel so earthly, and it lets you down so easily. Like even like I've had a few bad trips, not like terrible, just really uncomfortable, anxious. Um, and like even then, it just sets you like. But last time I had tripped with. Uh, Jacob, we were camping, and it was shitty weather, wait, we've tripped since then, and we've had a great trip, but one of our trips, we were camping, really shitty weather, kind of cold, windy, a little damp from rain earlier in the day, dark, and, like, clouds in the sky, it was cold, and we took mushrooms, just us two, and, like, he, this guy didn't bring a blanket, he didn't dress appropriately, he went to the tent early after I had been, like, I was kind of just chilling quietly, like, I told him, like, I need to just lay here, and, like, I think it, I didn't eat enough, and I got anxious, like, so it just kind of spiraled, and the trip followed that, I just remember Jacob being in the tent, and he said, like, after we're laying there quietly for a bit, this guy's using my hammock as a blanket, by the way, just a side note, he's fucking talking about how cold he is the whole time, <laughs> after a while of silence, he says something to me, and I, like, completely lost where I was, I didn't realize I was, like, camping with this guy, I just thought I was laying in quiet, and nowhere he says something and I like we always talk about it, just like hello like and I remember saying it with like like timidly like yo what's out there like where is that sound it was definitely an entity saying that and like then it you know obviously came back to me pretty fucking quick when I set up but uh even through that whole thing what I was actually trying to say here was that uh like I felt like I knew I would learn from that and like the whole entire time, I felt confident, and maybe that's just who I am, but maybe it was the mushrooms, I felt like I would learn from that experience, even the bad trips you learn from, and it just sets you down like a feather, like, think about a, fe a feather falling through the air as it goes to the ground, that's what it feels like to come off mushrooms. Hell yeah, I love that analogy. Yeah, it's like just softly laying you down, welcome back, dude, remember this is the guy you thought you were before you took mushrooms. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. So much. I, like, I love, I don't, I love mushrooms. Yeah, I haven't done them in a long time. I've been uh, saying, I'm trying to do them I soon. I like a month ago, a month and a half ago, but I'm uh, probably going to wait on that for a little while. And you said that was gnarly, that experience. That was a really awesome experience. Tripping nuts. Ugh, dude, I laid down into the earth and I just, just fell in love with being a human again. It was some crazy shit. Yeah. Um, dude, you should tell the story about when you saw aliens with Jacob. Or UFOs, not aliens. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a cool experience I've had. Um, during the solar eclipse, I think it was 2017, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was. Yeah, 2017. 2017. The solar eclipse was coming through, like, St. Joe was, like, the, well, like, north of Kansas City was the complete eclipse point um but you could still see like a partial eclipse from all around the metro 
Me and Jacob drove like an hour north to St. Joe, and I'm pretty sure we parked in like a Dick's Sporting Goods parking lot and just like put on those goggles or those glasses you got, you know? I don't know if you like went anywhere, but they were like selling these glasses uh, that like allow you to look at the sun. I think they call it, what do they call it? A corona or something? Not a corona, corona light. That's like the ring around the moon that's really bright and it's kind of hard to look at. Um, while it was dark, while the moon was passing in front of the sun, during totality, that's the word. Totality, I was, yeah. Totality. During totality, like, we turned around while it's dark and we see, like, probably 12 lights in the sky and they were in, like, a not symmetrical formation at all. They were just kind of bunched up, hanging out. Far away were they? Uh, uh, you literally can't say it because, like, one explan- one way I tried to explain it away was, like, those are stars that answer kind of dissipated quickly because they weren't stars like that just doesn't really make sense uh they could have been like 50 miles 100 miles they also could have been like in outer space they could have been like really tiny 100 yards away i literally don't know it's really hard to explain what i saw but sorry i speak quietly tend to i feel like my voice is deep though so i think it carries i don't know We'll find out when you can't hear anything for the last hour. But, yeah, we turn around. There's probably, like, 12 of these suckers in the air. This dude, Jacob's brother, got a picture of them. So, like, it's a thing. It's got a picture. We have a picture of it. It was wild. Uh, another explanation was maybe there were drones. But you really, I really don't know. that. How'd they fly away? I don't recall them flying away. I just recall them, like, disappearing as the moon moved away from the sun and it got bright out they just kind of like faded so they moving i don't recall them moving so i literally have no idea what it is i have i mean i'm not saying it's aliens or anything but the fact that like those didn't look like stars even when i was I mean, thinking it's a weird day for it you know yeah it's a very like you know you know if anyone's interested in the earth the total eclipse has been a point of interest for humans for hundreds of thousands of years so it's like this would be you know if you're studying history on a grand scale a solar eclipse would be a super great day to come check things out it's like a really weird anomaly on earth i don't even know how often that happens i honestly i don't think it's like, like every there's one happening again in like a few years which is really lucky but I think the last one was like four years ago well that's the thing it's like they I think they might have had one this year though and it was just like in a different part of the world but like I mean f- probably yeah I don't I still it's probably like at most one every two years or once every year so I mean not an eclipse like that yeah well that one just happened to fall close that was yeah a total solar eclipse which is pretty rare that was really cool. I hope you saw that. Like I, did. I saw it from right, basically where we were sitting, right, right here a little bit. Did it get dark here at all? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was. I so it was pretty cloudy. I didn't have that great of a view. It was kind of like whatever. I would have done like I would have really liked to have been tripping. Then I know like I don't like to ruin experiences by just saying how I wish I was on drugs. But like, I feel like mixed with the primal feeling, you would be drawing on some fucking ancient energies like like it i feel like you've taken mushrooms you know what i mean like that shit really makes you feel like the i mean taking mushrooms at night is way different than taking mushrooms during the day time is different night time's different dude we mean that with all our hearts like it is i haven't tripping in the day yeah it's kind of wild i feel like at night 
Your day's over. You don't have anything to do. It's easier for me to relax. The stars are gnarly. Yeah. I still wish you could have came out to Colorado and, like, spent some time while I was working at the ranch. Yeah, me too. Because we no doubt would have had fun. And, like, it's nothing to be upset over. I'm sure we're going to have time like that in the future. But it was so relaxed. Like, we camped on the mountain right behind the ranch quite a few times. And one of the nights we tripped, took mushrooms. That's a funny story, how we got the mushrooms. We got them that Shakedown Street. On the Grateful Dead concert. Yeah, and uh, we were just walking around, and this guy's, like, whispering, like, doses, 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 doses. He's just whispering that under his breath as he walks by people. And Jacob's like, we already went here with getting mushrooms in mind, to be honest, because this is the place to get them. We were asking people if they knew anyone, and we heard that guy, and Jacob's like, yo, what the fuck did you just say? It was like, I sell mushrooms, LSD. And we're like, okay, let's chat. Anyways, took him on top of the mountain and, like, just we went earlier in the day, set up camp, set up tapestries, probably three tapestries, tents in between them. I don't think I'll ever be as comfortable as I was camping that day. It was mountains in the middle of nowhere, but those that I was very familiar with. And, you know, we prepped it in the day. We, uh, we we ate a healthy couple of meals throughout the day. Like, we, you know, it was a great place to be physically. Um, probably took the mushrooms, like, before dark. Hiked up there, you know, while they're kicking in. And just chilled and laid on. I remember we made a trip down to the dorms. Came back. We, we went up the mountain by lantern light. And I will tell... Oh, my gosh, dude tripping that's like going up a mountain by lantern light this is probably like 10 30 11 p.m and we're hiking and up saucing we've got pillows in our hands like i i mean this isn't something i did just while i was tripping this is like something i recall a few times going up by lantern light was just moving it was like you kind of hear what we're hearing right now you know crickets mm-hmm. the earth is kind of getting quiet it's ready for bed where you live in that region of the world and like it was so cozy we have tents set up here we're carrying our pillows got this beautiful like glowing light just moving through the woods and like there's also the sense of like i don't know what's beyond this lantern it could be anything you do hear like we really heard deer move like i don't know if they're deer maybe they're squirrels or shit there's a lot of animal life out there um there was also a bird that sounded like a bear we didn't know it was a bird until like a while later but we'd always be like oh there's a bear on this mountain and that made it really fun like just you know kind of thrilling Man, I would I do. I think. I mean, I plan to take Dom there when we go. Like, I want him to see the ranch. Jacob sent me a picture to, or a video today. He's just sitting in front of the dorms, looking at this mountain I'm talking about, smoking a blunt, and then you, it pans to me like digging around in a ditch. You can't really see me completely. He's playing Nirvana, "Come as You Are," and then like, I just get a chair and like chuck it in front of the camera. It just breaks on the ground. It's like the vibe man the clouds are pink at sunset i i knew i would think about that forever you know i knew i would always remember those like summers but man like every time he sends me a video like that i'm just like i don't know how i could ever top that i don't know how i could ever top that i really don't though that is a blessing to have been able to Mm -hmm. work for free yeah live there for free that's pretty late and you were asking me to work at the lake of the ozarks remember yeah think about doing that that would have been fun i think it would have been too like 
I was thinking about that probably like two weeks ago or so. Like, man, I kind of wish I took you up on that. That would have been a blast. But stars weren't really aligned then. I think one of the summers, the first one I was in Colorado that time. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, have you ever got the nick poops? No. I don't know what that is, dude. I've had coffee poops. Never had nicotine poops. Coffee poops are good. Do you drink coffee? Not really. Do you? No. I'm off the coffee now. I was drinking it. Like, one cup a day. Now I'm on that matcha game. I drink... You ever when had I have coffee, it's one cup a day. You ever had matcha? What's that? It's like a green powdery thing. It's, I don't know. It's like a... It's like something you make tea with. I think that's how they make green tea. They make green tea. You mm. should order a matcha latte. It's really good for focus. Matcha has caffeine. Monks be sucking up matcha. Get focus. Yeah. Interesting. Never heard of... Ma- what is it? Matcha? Yeah. It's like M... It smelled like match A. Cops them. Go try a matcha latte. I've been getting them iced. Iced with a little bit of vanilla in them. With oat milk. Smacks like babies. Y'all gonna remember that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have a role model? Do I have a role model? No, not really. Pretty much everyone equally. I think, like, my close friends. Like, my close friends and my parents. Like, my parents, because, like, uh, I I just can't hold it up here, bro. It's like, like I think I look up to my parents a lot because, like, I think they went through it. Like, they went through it when they were growing up. And, like, for them to get out and, like, really, like, give it their best shot and, like, commit to raising, like, a kid that understands what it feels like to be loved. Like, that's wild. Some of the stories, like, I've heard from my parents this kind of child that they had, like, in their parent-child relationship. I'm so privileged to, like, have parents that, rather than being, like, some of my other family, like, they committed to their child, and that's dope, and I'm thankful for that. Also, my friends are role models, like, every time we talk, like, I, it's so crazy, but, like, I mean, a lot about who you are, like, I think is, like, I've already learned so much shit from you, like, you helped me so much in school, you know, your organization and shit, and I, like, I think, I mean, I don't know if I can say what, it's, like, tough to, tough to say, I don't know, I feel like all my friends are my role models, and they all have different qualities that, I really strive for like I try to be the complete image of my friends and family all the little pieces I want to take from you guys and my parents I want to add them to who I am you know and be like all these people in one but like the best qualities preferably you know like I mean yeah who are your role models Patrick Mahomes okay after Patrick Mahomes I mean I know you're trying to be an NFL quarterback and all so I get that you know me. Yeah. Would have gone, gone D1 if it wasn't for the injury. Stude threw his dimes, and then he got injured. It's a shame. Honestly, could have been D1. Could have played at Oklahoma. Fuck Baker Mayfield. But who are your own models? Fuck Patrick Mahomes. Sports players um, are not answers. Idols. Well, I mean, I guess an idol can be an answer, but... Um... Boxing is I've had different people throughout my life be role models. Yeah. I mean, I remember being in high school and like looking up to like some of the older guys, yeah. stuff like that. 
people that were like cool with me always say what's up. Um, I've had some teachers and stuff along the way. Yeah, that kind of a tough answer to pin down. It's like there's so many people yeah. you take from. I have a lot of people that, and they're not like all role models. Like still at this point, like I'm not really in contact with them, but like tell me a lot. Fading in and out. Mm-hmm. I had some some really awesome teachers. Yeah. And I had uh, some also really au- not awesome teachers, but <laughs> that's, I don't know, does that, that answer your question? Yeah. My question, I guess. <laughs> that answers your question, yeah. Sure, clarifying. I remember I had a teacher named Miss Kaposha. Oh, I remember, wait, she was doing cartwheels. She was like 68 and doing cartwheels and shit, and that's, that's all you all need to know about Miss Kaposha, I guess. Just remember her when you're old, Evan. Miss Kaposha. Are you sure Miss? she was 68, or did she just look like she was 68? Because... I'm not sure was well beyond 50. Let's just put it that way. Okay. I mean... Cartwheels beyond 50, that's pretty impressive. I think it's pretty cool. I hope yeah. I can do that one day. I think I'll be able to. A cartwheel? Yeah. I hope I can do a backflip when I'm 50. Wait, can you do a cartwheel right now? Yeah. Your proper cartwheel? Yeah. Alright, do on. There's no room where we are. Dude, I'm... I did a cartwheel like three times on the golf course on Saturday. Okay. Um, Miss Kaposha. The slit. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. Last question for you, dude. Who's your favorite player on the Royals this year? Salvi. All right. I like the guy from Boston. A bit chicken tendy. Andrew oh, Chicken oh, Tindy. that's something I want to remember. All right. I recently started calling into 610 Radio a couple times, talking with Vern, the radio show host there. You got to wonder if he's still doing it when I listen back to this. But And I was talking about, like, oh, did you see Chicken Tindy ball out tonight? And this guy got, like, he was like, yo, that's not really catching on, bud. Like, you've already called in once. You got to quit calling in. Like, nobody's calling him that. He's a grown man. But, you know, if I saw a jersey that said Chicken Tindy, I might buy it. Alright, anyways, I just wanted to keep that in my memory while we were on that Because <laughs> that was really funny, and I feel like I'll forget it. Um, so, last question. Do you have any uh, advice for me or for, like, anybody maybe listening? And just any last thoughts or words? <laughs> no, how about that? No. <laughs> no? I mean, I don't know, dude, man. That's tough. It's like, nah. You gotta ask me for advice directly, buddy. I can't just... What's... Do you have any advice key? for me? No, man. Okay. No. Podcast, dude. I don't know. Keep keep, keep being you. That's it. <laughs> That's it? You're All right. Legend, I can dude. do that for you, man. Yeah. Well, thanks for being on the podcast, Evan. I love you always and forever, man. I, I hope you know more, that. Bro. Appreciate it. I really yeah. do. Such a, like, I'm such a blessing to have this recording, I feel like. like not even. Just like... Alright. Well, thanks for being on, man. Much love.